the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Welcome in, Rob Black, and your money. Another week, another podcast, another broadcast. Talking about getting you to retirement. Creating a nest egg. Maybe creating some wealth. That's the idea. I like doing that over time. I don't want the let's try to hit a home run approach. I don't want the, okay, I feel I can't do it with those stocks, so I'm going to do it with Bitcoin. It's not my shake. NASDAQ up 18% year over year. Nice. SP 500 up 7.8%. Dow Jones Industrial Average up one half of 1%. Apple shares. And this is where the, the year gets kind of complicated, in my opinion. It's up 38% year to date. So Microsoft and Apple have been huge winners, as has Meta. And if you strip those out of the S&P 500, the returns on the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ would be smaller. This is a market that has very narrow leadership, not broad. We're talking more and more about a recession in the second half of the year. Um, we have the debt ceiling crisis, not this week, maybe next week. Will we resolve it this week? Maybe. That's the hope. So the risk of U.S. defaulting on its debt next month, traders have been keeping calm and carrying on. But in the last couple of weeks, it's been a little bit more sweating. Cost of credit default swaps, which act as insurance against default, is higher in the United States than in emerging markets like Mexico and Brazil. I'm not saying we should be embarrassed by that, but it's kind of like the New York Yankees losing to the Mississippi mud crawlers. We shouldn't be in this situation. I know you're saying, who are the Mississippi mud crawlers? I don't know. I made that one up. And you're like, who are the Yankees? Okay. End of conversation. Maybe I should say the Dodgers. What else do we have to talk about as far as your date? I think that's probably enough. That's how I start Mondays. And then I move into the headlines and I move into what's going to happen this week. The Turkish election over the weekend, we learned that it's headed for a runoff in the country's most consequential election in a generation. Neither the authoritarian leaning incumbent, President Erdogan, nor his challenger eclipsed the 50% threshold needed for victory. So they're going to have a runoff. I don't know what else to say other than that. John Morant was suspended again. The Memphis Grizzlies star has been suspended from all team activities after he appeared to be brandishing a handgun on an Instagram live stream this weekend. Second time, seriously, in just over two months. Um, he makes a lot of money from advertisers. And advertisers do not want to see this. Um, what else do we have to hit before we go into today? I, I think we can go into today. And the week ahead, debt ceiling talks this week. President Biden and GOP leaders will continue negotiations on raising the debt ceiling. 
the talks are moving along. The structure of the deal is starting to emerge. It will involve capping government spending in some form. Cons Film Festival is moving on right now. What's interesting about Cons is it's an opportunity for independent film producers to sell their movies and uh, to sell their product. To get deals done. Writer strike going on. Interesting time, in my opinion. The NBA and the NHL will begin their conference final series this week. The Preakness Stakes will be run in Baltimore. The PGA Championship will tee off at Oak Hill in Rochester. Lots to do on the sports watching. Walmart and Target have a busy week of retail earnings. This is a big week for retail. And retail tells us about the consumer. And the consumer tells us optimistic, pessimistic, what's going to happen in the back half of the year. You can have your job because unemployment's so low. But if you're not feeling great about the economy, you may not be spending. The only problem I have with surveys about how do you feel about the economy, consumer confidence, is a lot of times it's about other people in my mind. So once I was asked on my consumer confidence, and to me, it was fine. I was going to spend my paycheck. I was fine. But I started thinking about it. I was like, hmm, I'm not so confident my neighbor's going to do well. And you kind of get into a little bit of trouble there. Okay, I'm about to offend, offend some people. A Sherpa guide summited Mount Everest for the 26th time, tying an all-time record. Once would be more than enough for me. And if I could watch it on a high-definition TV, I'd be fine. Don't actually have to do the climbing. That just looks like a lot of work. 800. Um, if you want to call the show, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, there it is. Um, let's pull up today. So we have retail sales this week. We also have the mother of all retail stocks, Walmart, and maybe the daughter of all retail stocks, Target. They're not considered high-end retail. So they're kind of a, an important diagnosis on where we're going. The People's Bank of China added some liquidity by rolling over $125 billion of maturing medium-term loans on their yuan. The EU Commission raised its 2023 growth forecast to 1.1% from 0.9%. That's interesting. That's a positive revision upwards. We're starting to see some of that. And the 2024 growth forecast has been up, bumped from 1.5% to 1.6%. Not exactly great. National Economic Council Director Lyell Brainerd said debt ceiling discussions have been productive. Treasury Secretary Yellen said both sides have found some areas of agreement. Several merger and acquisition deals over the weekend highlighted and included Newmont Mining's approximately $19 billion cash and stock deal to acquire Newcrest and Oniok's approximate $18.8 billion deal, including assumed debt to acquire Magellan Midstream Partners. So two big acquisitions over the weekend. Here's what I like about acquisitions. It's telling you that company A is looking at company B and saying, you're attractive. There's something about us that works well together. I like your balance sheet. Oh, I really, really like your uh, product. I like it when two companies look at each other and, and decide for, on a merger. It happens a lot on Mondays when the deal is getting worked out over the weekend. Think of succession. We got to get this deal done before we get dad in the grave. 
um, a lot of deals get done on the weekend. So Merger Mondays is a thing, and I like seeing it. It just tells me that I'm not a fool for playing in the sandbox that is known as Wall Street. When these guys are looking at each other and saying, you know, I like you. I like you a lot. So I've been looking at Home Depot, Target, and Walmart recently as retailers who have big moats. Tough to recreate and replicate what they do. I was looking at Home Depot and comparing them to Lowe's. I liked Lowe's more than I liked Home Depot in the short term. I like them both long term. I was looking at Target compared to Walmart. Wall Street, to me, is about learning to compare. It's not about being right. It's about seeing two of one and deciding to make a decision on a break. Quarterly earnings out of the big boy retailers this week. It's going to be an interesting week. Existing home sales reports for May. Um, retail sales, housing starts, they're all going to be economic data. It's not, it's not a glorious week of economic data, but it's good. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Big event coming up May 25th, Thursday in Palo Alto. It's income and wealth strategies with CFP, Chad Burton and myself. Sign up for the event Thursday, May 25th at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. It's really appropriate for people with $500,000 or more. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money investing more. 90% of Americans are anxious about their financial issues. Okay, let me think about that for a second. Does that apply to me at all? I think there's some anxiety. I have more than enough money to last me till the day I die. More. I could leave the workforce early, but then I start getting anxious about that. Like, eh, I'm going to have to get health care. Eh, I don't know if I really want the uh, California covered care. Well, I want a private plan. Um, and I don't even know why. It's just anxiety starts creeping in. So I get that 90% of Americans have an issue here. I have a truck that is nine. Wow. Nine years old and aging. So um, 10 years old, probably at this point. It was one of those weird ones where I got it at the end of the year that it was already next year's model kind of thing. And should I get another one? I kind of like my truck. It's quite comfortable. It's not run down. It doesn't smell of oil. It doesn't have, you know, grime everywhere. Let's all be honest here. I'm not a truck driving kind of guy, but I have a truck. Uh, most of the heavy hauling that I did in a truck was soccer balls and soccer nets for my children when they were growing up. So I'm not that big of a toughie. Just being honest with you. Uh, but there is some anxiety to me of, you know, do I do it? Do I want to get a $50,000 vehicle, a $60,000 vehicle? Or do I just keep driving this until it falls apart? And ultimately, I keep it driving until it falls apart. Now, let's talk about that concept of anxiety and things you can do to help. I'm not a big spender. And I was doing some financial work uh, with a CFP talking about a prospect that came to the My Pints and Portfolios event. And he wants to retire in Italy or Spain. And I was like, that is so cool. The dude can say Italy or Spain. He doesn't say Italy. He's in eh, just kind of check and see. Like, he's got a nice portfolio. 
he doesn't have the kind of money where he can say, I want to live in style till the day I die. I want a penthouse apartment. I want to live in 14 different countries in 14 different years. He's trying to make a very quantified, rational decision on, on the next few years of his life. Americans are keeping their car longer is one of the things that I love is when we figure out ways to not create debt. And we all know people who choose to create debt. I choose to try not to. The average age of a new vehicle. No, 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 no. The average age of a consumer vehicle on U.S. roads rose by more than three months. The highest year over year increase since the Great Recession in 2008, 2009. This year, 12 and a half years is the average age of a consumer vehicle. And to see a jump of adding three months to that in one month is telling you Americans are tightening their belt. Inflation has hit us hard. Food costs, restaurant costs, travel costs. Um, and the stock market stopped going up for a year and the real estate market stopped going up for a year. Will it be two years or a little bit three years? Usually it's within three. And we're a year and a half into the spare market. And I saw kind of one of those green shoots that I want to tell you about. Um, earnings expectations on the SP 500 are creeping higher. Typically they grind lower. The creeping higher tells me, hmm, let's keep an eye to see if this turns into something positive. The average age of a light duty vehicle on U.S. roads rose by more than three months, the highest year over year increase since the Great Recession in 2008, 2009, 12 and a half years. That includes a 3.8% increase for passenger cars to 13.6 years. And SUVs and crossovers are average about 11.8 years. Rising vehicle ages are positive for the consumer as they're not taking on new debt. They're not seeing the massive depreciation. Rising ages for the car fleet in the United States helps companies like AutoZone, O'Reilly Automotive, and Advanced Auto Parts. I'm not saying I'm this flimsy, but if my car needs a lot of work, I might go, time to get a new car. If like I just put new blades on my my truck swipers. I know you're saying you're a man's man. You're getting out there and getting dirty. They haul soccer balls. I'm not really a man's man. Um, but typically you go to AutoZone or Riley Automotive or Advanced Auto Parts for keeping your car kind of together. The aftermarket or repair market as a whole is definitely a winner as the average age of cars continues to grow. The more older vehicles that are on the road, the more repairs they need. Listen to this crazy statistic. Standard & Poor's Global Mobility Reports show that there are more than 284 million vehicles in operation on U.S. roads right now. That's up slightly from last year's 283 million. Now, again, who's keeping these statistics and why? Standard Poor's reports the average vehicle age last year experienced upward pressure, initially due to supply constraints. Remember, we couldn't get the car that we wanted, and we were being asked to pay 5 10% over sticker for the car we did want. New and used vehicle prices have been elevated since the start of the coronavirus pandemic. As the global health crisis combined with supply chain issues caused production of new vehicles to sporadically idle. 
the costs and scarcity inventory issues have led consumers to buy more used vehicles. That's always kind of interesting. I'm one of those people that I get really, really anxious when buying a, a used vehicle. Like, I wonder how well taken care of it was. And Like, you've, we've all been in cars like that, right? Federal Reserve moves to raise interest rates 10 times since March of 2022. It's not helping new vehicle sales. In my truck that I got back in 2012, so it's 10, 11 years old, um, I got a 1.9% rate on it, of which to get this, I could have paid cash. I chose to pay that 1.9% for two years as a way of keeping my credit in good standing. Showing that Rob is 50 years old and he could take on a $35,000 car loan and service it. One. The creditor's like, ah, you're strong. You're robust. You're, you're a handsome man. You do very good at, uh, and like, I don't know why they have an accent all of a sudden, but they do. But my credit score. Pickup trucks have stayed healthy. They've stayed pretty consistently. The real driver here is the crossover utility vehicle that really has displaced the passenger car for most families. Electric vehicles or battery electric vehicles, also known as BEVs, is another growing subsequent of new vehicles. A lot going on, but we are paying attention to the age of fleets, and I am proud of you for grinding your car into the ground a little bit longer. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, May 25th, Thursday evening, 6.30 to 8.30, event on retirement income, wealth preservation. Sign up in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. This morning, I was uh, going through some content that I was going to put on the air and play with to kind of give you an idea of, you know, how, how do I approach content every day? There's a company called Facet, and they're an investment advisor. They're headquartered in Baltimore. They've put together a financial wellness quiz, and it's really just a slick piece of online quiz that's goal is to get you to become a client, which is fine. Um, I was playing with the quiz to see, can I turn this into something on the air? And the answer is probably not. But I'm going to give you a little bit of it on air. And you start the quiz by, my financial decisions support the life I want to live and the person I want to be. Strongly agree, disagree, answers in between. Next question, I understand the beliefs, emotions, and biases that influence my financial decisions. Okay, let's think about that. Beliefs tied towards influencing your financial decisions. Okay. I'm sometimes, a, I'm on television in the Bay Area. And it is a very liberal TV station that covers social news really well. And then there's this guy who's like the capitalist pig, me, who comes on. And I, I'm running around the studios acting like money, retirement, save everything, save, save, save. I get that some people don't really believe in capitalism, saving money for retirement, that they want the government to take care of them in retirement. I think it doesn't happen that way. That's why I do this show. Next question in the quiz was, I have a clear view of my complete financial picture, all the assets, what I own, and my liabilities of what I owe. I strongly agree with that. Um, I use a product called eMoney with EP Wealth. EP Wealth is, yeah, it's a financial planning company. And 
they have some tools that are really, really quite cool. I met with a listener last week and he had this spreadsheet, which is amazing. Probably the craziest spreadsheet I've ever seen in my life. And he's a do it yourself. And that's fine. I like all my data to be automated for me. And then I review the reports. I don't want to do my whole life making reports anymore. Okay. Money is a cause of stress, anxiety, or worry in my life. Um, Strongly agree. Strongly disagree. I have specific financial goals and clear strategies to achieve them. Hell yeah, I do. But now I'm starting to get a little bit wonky. I'm going from growth to growth and income. But I know that. I know that. And in the next five, 10 years, I'm going to be focusing more on income. Next question was, I review my financial goals regularly and track my progress towards them. Strongly disagree or strongly agree somewhere in between. I review my financial goals regularly, sometimes too much. What's my household income? I'm not going to say, but it's too much. How much of your after-tax income are you able to save each month? For me, it's 20% plus. Um, I don't really like that question because the 401k has become a Roth. And yes, I also save money with acorns on the side. And yes, I also, on occasion, when I get like bonuses, I put that into the markets. But that was a good question. Are you saving 0%, 1 to 3%, 4 to 6%? Like, there's a difference. And if you're able to hit that 20 plus percent, this quiz is going to reward you. Next question I love is I track my cash flow each month and I know how much I spend, save, and invest. Strongly agree, disagree, somewhere in between. I don't, I'm married and my spouse isn't the best at tracking her expenses. It's tough for me to track her expenses. Do we do it with great financial software? Yes, 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 yes. Um, do we have a tight budget? No, we don't. I wish I could change that answer, you know? I'm taking advantage of all available strategies to reduce the taxes that I pay. Here's the thing. I, I told you last, last week I met with a guy who's got a crazy spreadsheet. And he's probably one of the finan- the best individual financial um, portfolios I've ever seen. Like He does a really, really nice job. But the qu- difference between him and the major leagues, it's huge. He's still playing double A ball. He's not at the pro level. So are you taking advantage of all the available strategies to reduce taxes that you pay? I can tell you that working with a CFP, he continually drags me through the mud for not having, oh, you should be doing this. And, oh, you should be doing that. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Whether it's HSAs, whether it's uh, how to set up an income portfolio, whether to do a conversion in from an IRA to a Roth IRA, there's always something else out there. Um, next question on the financial wellness quiz is I review my taxes and proactively plan for upcoming personal, professional, and financial changes. I do. And that's another thing that EP Wealth has is it's pretty cool. It'll take your tax returns, scan them in, and AI, artificial intelligence, starts to, uh, grabbing what you've what you've got. And it starts telling you, like, here's your financial picture. Uh, I'm going to be embarrassed when I say this, but um, the tools available to me are, are probably a little bit more than the tools available to the do-it-yourselfer. Credit score. Ooh, don't know your credit score? Uh, 586, 69, 740 to 800, below 579, 800 plus. Mine's 800 plus, but some months it dips down to like 780. It's kind of random, um, but that's just on the months where I go on vacation and don't pay off my credit cards all on time or not. If they're all paid on time, it's just the balance is swell. 
How much of my monthly income goes towards debt payments? Wow. Uh, we want under 30%. But is it greater than 10%? 10 to 20%? 20 to 30%? 30 to 40%? Or the wrong answer, I don't know. Next question on the financial wellness coins is my debt and monthly payments are a cause of stress in my life. Not for me. They were in my 20s and 30s. Probably in my 40s as well. How much of your after-tax monthly income are you investing? After-tax. Oof. Okay. Probably, I'm guessing for me, 6 to 10%. But you also should have an answer on this one. And I don't have a great answer, so I'm a little bit on the sloppy side, right? Uh, optimize your portfolio. Another question comes up of, I have a clear picture of all investments and the level of risk that I'm taking. How many months of expense could you cover in an emergency fund? I say with an emergency fund, you should have six months of expenses covered. Now, here's the problem. If you're a nurse, you don't need six months of income covered. Let's say your, your nurse job goes away for whatever reason. Rarely do they. But for whatever reason, it does. There's plenty of nursing jobs out there. If you're a car salesperson, it may take you six months to really learn the new cars. Like, let's say you jump from Ford to GM and to, to build a book of business, to contact all the everyone who used to sell cars to and say, hey, by the way, I'm in a new dealership. And if you're not keeping data on the people you've sold things to, you should. I loved it once. Um, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've had beautiful hair. It's not bad. It's 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 thinning for sure, and it's receded for sure. But I've got more than the average man. I'm I'm okay with that. But say 20, 30 years ago, I was getting a haircut, and the Washington Post was coming to my office to take a picture because I was doing this online radio and podcasting that no one else was doing. And they wanted to know more about it, so I go to the hairdresser, and um, he does a nice job, and I can send you the picture. It's really cool. Um, I got a, a Washington Post newspaper picture. And I'm glad that I got the haircut because I look styling. 25 years later, I could show that to my kids and say, that's back when I was a young man. But what's important about this story is years later, when the guy who cut my hair left his salon, he called me and said, by the way, uh, I haven't seen you in a while. And uh, do you want to come to my new shop? It's blah, 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 blah. So some people need one to two months of emergency fund. Some people need six months, um, seven months more seven plus more I, i'm fine with that but one's conservative one's aggressive how about i have insurance coverage in all the categories that are important to my financial well-being i.e do you have health insurance do you have disability insurance do you have life insurance do you have property insurance do you have your home and your car covered you insure what you can't afford to lose you don't insure things and say oh i'm gonna you know, make a claim every single month you insure what you can't afford to lose I've got disability insurance through work so that if today I'm walking across the street, I get hit by a car and I, I, I lose all my teeth and I can't come on air or I can't go on television. I've got life insurance in case I was born with a defect in my heart that boom, my, I have a brain aneurysm right now and uh, I'm dead. Could happen. Statistically, it won't, but could. I have home insurance in case my son brings home a friend. They're sitting out by the pool and my dog bites the kid. Or the kid jumps in the pool and hits his head on the side. You insure what you can't afford to lose. I've got car insurance just in case 
I'm driving down the road and I hit a car for whatever reason. Maybe I'm looking at my phone. Shame on me, right? But there's a big fear in my head that I'm going to hit a car of four accident attorneys or like a van of accident attorneys. And I'm going to lose everything I've ever worked hard on in my life. So you should have insurance to cover things you can't afford to lose. I review my insurance policies regularly and after major life changes to ensure that they're up to date. That's I agree with it. Every year, the week after my birthday, I go through all my insurance just to see where we are, paid on time, just to get a vibe. And I tie it to the week after my birthday um, because it's towards the end of the year. And that allows me to get kind of like a zeroing in effect on what I'm going to do to start the new year. Um, when were your estate planning documents executed? Uh, within the last three years, between three and five years ago, greater than five years, not applicable. I don't have any. Um, you should update your 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 estate plans every three, five years. Things change. Uh, do you review your estate planning documents regularly to ensure that they're up to date? You should. To what extent is education planning a concern of yours? Do you have a kid? Do they go into college? Like, I have a child that suddenly is going to private high school. I never dreamed that would even happen. So instead of four years of college paying for it, I've got eight years because the private school is kind of expensive. Oh, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. May 25th, big event coming up. Big event. You can sign up for it at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. It's income and retirement wealth preservation strategies, CFP Chad Burton. Thursday, May 25th, sign up at robblackshow.com. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Okay, I want to be very, very clear about this segment. This is not investment advice meant for you to act on. It's meant for you to start thinking. Super Mario Brothers, the movie was a big hit. Um, Super Mario has been around since 1985. That's 35, 36, 37, 38 years, right? That intellectual property is getting old. And yet the movie pulled 1.16 billion in change across the world so far. My children have never played with Nintendo. We Okay, we had a Nintendo Switch during the COVID pandemic. For about a month and a half, my kids played it once or twice, and it just wasn't their kind of game. So I'm like, kids, can I sell it? And they're like, okay, okay, okay. So we sold it Uh, because there's some kid that would want it, and we didn't have to be like hoarding it just to hoard it. I'm not big into that. But Mario, Luigi, Donkey Kong, Peach, Zelda, Kirby, um, they've got a treasure trove of much-loved characters that are waiting to be released into movies and TV shows or rides at the universal theme parks in Japan and California. Universal is owned by Comcast. I should stop and say that on occasion, because this is a story that does have some investment ideas tied towards it. Nintendo is a publicly traded stock. You can only get it. If you're buying the American depository shares, ticker symbol is N T D O Y N T D O Y. Again, I'm not telling you to buy it. I want to be very, very clear on that. I'm saying take a look at it. Compare it to Electronic Arts. Compare it to Activision. Compare it to, well, Microsoft. Does it really compare to Microsoft? Probably not. Um, But Microsoft has the Xbox in there, right? Um, So Nintendo is a $10 stock. 
it looks cheap on so many levels. Then I'm looking like, okay, let's look at the market cap, $49 billion. So it just looks like it's cheap. It's really worth $49 billion. So the price of a stock has no effect on will it go up or not. The market cap does. The price of the stock is for amateurs. If you're saying, I need a cheap stock, you're thinking completely the wrong way. But let's go back to Nintendo. Video game ETFs um, have not been good investments in the last 18 months. So an ETF is an exchange-traded fund, and it's going to cover a lot of the players, the Activision Electronic Arts, uh, the NVIDIAs, the AMDs, all the players, Ubisoft, Nintendo, Take-Two Interactive. Fascinating. My kids um, both have started playing Red Dead Redemption again, one for the first time ever and one to replay it with his friends online. And that's remarkable to me because it shows you how how high quality of a game it is. When Take Two interacts, when Take Two inter, uh, Interactive announces the next Grand Theft Auto game, after that they're going to announce the next Red Dead Redemption game, probably. But the new Grand Theft Auto game, it's going to sell billions and billions and billions of dollars of software, and. Um, legendary packs and upgrades and not cheats, but you can get V-Bucks, Vice-Bucks. It's pretty obnoxious. But back to Nintendo. The company that I want to acquire Nintendo down the road, because I don't think they've been terribly great at managing their business, would be Apple. But now I'm jumping to like, where? Whoa, wait, what? Apple has that kind of quality that Nintendo has. And Apple loves, like, beloved product. And Nintendo's beloved product. You may not like Activision or Electronic Arts or Take-Two because the games are violent or sexual depiction of women. It's all wrong. You know it and I know it. We got to get in the 21st century with some of this stuff. But on Friday, Nintendo released The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It's the biggest software release in years talk about it all the buzz is a precursor to the main event which is a new switch console as a new switch console likely due out in the next two years um do you buy the stock now or do you buy it in head of the release typically you buy a head as people get excited and then they get real and if you can buy the excitement you can do well nintendo's american depository shares are up just one tenth of a percent this year nasdaq's up 18 percent now, the reviews of the new Zelda game, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, people are loving it. And then I look back and I go, Super Mario Brothers, I just pulled in 1.1 billion. Now, Zelda's been out psh, as long as I've been around. So that's a title that's really getting kind of old. <laughs> but they keep reinventing it nicely. The original Super Mario Brothers hit the scenes in 1985. It created a lifetime of loyalty to Nintendo. For Nintendo, the film aspect is that this is a chance to expand the general audience, trying to monetize the characters of the intellectual property. Units sold in the millions. 125 million Switches. The Nintendo Wii, 101 million. 
the Super Nintendo back in or the Nintendo 64 is 32 million. You can you see the idea they're they're getting bigger and bigger. They're, they're bigger and bigger. Their installed base is getting bigger through the years. One. Nintendo has always been concerned about how it drives interest to its games. But the Mario movie's success says they're going to take on more risks, in my opinion. Nintendo has more than just Mario and Zelda. They've got Donkey Kong, Pikmin, Metroid, and Kirby. These are franchises that could be part of the metaverse or could be part of movies or TV shows. Um, I'm throwing it out there for you because I just want you to start thinking about tech and investing and if you can get your kids involved in it. Um, this is real business. You're talking about billions of dollars. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big event coming up May 25th, Thursday. In Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Income in retirement, wealth strategies in retirement, CFP Chad Burton. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever, and it can be hard to even know where to begin. So set aside Thursday evening, May 25th, and get ready to learn some strategies from Chad Burton and Rob Black that can help you retire better and pass on your estate while minimizing taxes. That's May 25th at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. This event will focus on retirement income and tax planning. If you're nearing or are in retirement and have at least 500000 in investable assets, this seminar is for you. Chad will explain how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to protect your estate from long-term care costs, and much more. Learn how to invest during high inflation and interest rate moves, social security strategies, and managing IRAs and 401ks in retirement. Rob Black will share market happenings and trends. That's Thursday, May 25th, 6.30 p.m. at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. Sign up for the event at chadburton.com. For KDOW listeners, we'll waive the sign-up fee. chadburton.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.